Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and GroveRoots.com. Don't forget the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, Internet. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let's inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's loose on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack. Of course, I got my main man, Deuce. What's going on, man? Hey, man, we're the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We're a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with a good old Deuce salute. In stereo. Yeah, we Cheers, need sir. it. We need, we need it. one today, yeah. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, we love to have special guests with us. We love to have friends with us on the show. And, uh, I mean, she's going to be... At MegaCon coming up here uh, in Orlando. Yep. Um, go see Danica Rockwood at booth 75C. Danica Rockwood, welcome back to the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. I'm happy to be back. Thanks for having me. We're super stoked. Uh, we're actually, as people are listening, this is Danica Rockwood week on the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. So we're you, super stoked. Yep. And you've been seeing her cosplay on our page all week long. So like we said, definitely go see her at her booth at MegaCon. And uh, I just kind of wanted to jump in and get in the nitty gritty right out the gate. Uh, what what cosplays are we going to be seeing from you this weekend? I believe I'm going to be bringing Catwoman on Thursday. Then I mean they're going to be wearing Cubone or Mad Moxie on Friday or Saturday. I haven't decided. And then on Sunday, I think I'm going to be wearing Faye Valentine from Cowboy Bebop. Oh, nice. nice. Good Which times. I got to give you uh, some mad props and credit because we've been interviewing a lot of cosplayers. And it seems like the convention schedule has been, like, something really nice and intricate Friday, something really nice and intricate Saturday, and then Sunday it's, like, what is the easiest thing I can put on? Like, what is the most uncomplicated cosplay right. I have? Yeah. And they kind of, like, I don't know if wing it's the right word I'm looking for. It's kind of like going through the motions on Sunday. But for you to do Va- Faye Valentine on Sunday, yeah. That's like a really good cosplay, and that's not like oh, I'm just trying to wing it here. Like that's like you'll definitely a really be getting good attention cosplay. for yeah. sure. If I'm at a convention and it's in a town that I live nearby, and I don't have to catch a flight back home like a lot of the other cosplayers have to do right after the show is over, I will wear something and not really cater to the fact that it's complicated or not, just because. When you're booked there as a guest, it's your job to be in the costume. However, you know there's circumstances where. You will be there on the last day, and you have to catch a flight less than an hour after the show ends, and you can't be wearing a costume in the airport. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm I, probably going to kill myself doing this because MegaCon, unlike a lot of other conventions, is a four-day convention. So that's going to be a little bit tricky. Um, I believe the floor opens at 4 p.m. on Thursday from what I read in my email. So Catwoman actually is one of the hardest costumes I have to wear. 
And since the floor is not going to be open for a very, very long 12 hours or so, I'm going to wear that outfit for a couple hours on Thursday and change out of it immediately. So it's not going to be terrible. Well, yeah, and also it's it's kind of like Thursday seems like the day you're kind of like getting your uh, feet wet, you know, kind of like seeing yeah, per, 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 you know, per, you know, um, per van area and trying to see where everything is. Well, and also, usually the first day of a convention for most conventions is like a load-in day. Yeah. Now, for Megacon, yeah. I think load-in day is like Thursday morning. Or maybe it might even be Wednesday night. I don't know. Wednesday, Wednesday morning, I believe. Um, looking at the email right now. Uh, I think they said something about, uh, oh, I'm reading it right now. It says they will be open for a special preview for VIP premiums and deluxe pass holders at 2 p.m. on Thursday. And then the show is going to have a soft opening at 9.30 a.m. on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So they're, they're kind of like implying that VIPs do get a little bit of an early access treatment. Okay, but that's okay. <laughs> well, a friend of um, mine, a friend of mine said he got uh, the it's it was only like fifty dollars more for the weekend to get the the premium pass, and then you get in <laughs> early and like I think you even uh, get like an because it's the, the the company that owns the MegaCon uh, Orlando, they have other events too as well, and like I think yes. you can go to another event one day for free as well, included in that ticket price. So that that there's actually some really cool perks to being like a premium member this year i was i was reading about it online but uh but yeah so like being in early on on thursday at 2 p.m and that's like one of the perks for the vips yeah megacon is owned by the people who own fan expo yes. and they have they have me booked with them for megacon uh fan expo in toronto canada and they also have me under them for boston comic con so they are offering an extra free day for those events too. If you get VIP, you that's kind of cool. You get like one a choice. One day. Yeah, one oh, one of those. Okay. Yeah, of your choice or whatever you get in for free. So that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I want to ask you uh, like, what have you seen like in the last year since you know last Mag- MegaCon? Like, what's what's been like the thing that like you've like noticed uh, in the cosplay world that's like been you know is there a certain type of uh, uh, things are more popular now than you've noticed in last year, or there's things that you're, you're, I don't know, that's kind of changed. Anything in the cosplay world that's been vastly different in the last year? The convention scene has always been like the Wild West where there's no rules and everybody's out on their own doing their own thing. So mm-hmm. it's really funny because the convention scene has changed a lot in the last year, actually. Um, I, I made a Patreon a year ago or two and now patreon's become such a ubiquitous thing that there's so many cosplayers utilizing this tool and content creators in general um there's also the creative department on twitch it's like a sub channel that you can stream that's not just video games and uh i've noticed a couple of cosplayers migrating over there i myself i have done that and i i just got partnered in november on Twitch, meaning that they give me a paycheck for the amount of subscribers I have. Um, they just take like a percentage out. There's some other complicated areas that you can make money off of Twitch, but it's just a long story and that's getting off topic. But there's creative streamers that do cosplay stuff on Twitch. There's also Patreon, and it's been allowing these artists to go from starving to thriving, and it's been pretty impressive. And they should definitely go to uh, patreon.com forward slash... Danica, David da- and Danica, or Danica? David and Danica. Okay, I yeah. think I got it. Yeah, uh, and also you're on Instagram, uh, Danica under underscore Rockwood, and then of course uh, on Facebook it's just Danica Rockwood. 
or something? I believe so. Yeah. so you just, just type in Dana Garaco, yeah. you'll find me somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and of course people can, you know, they should definitely subscribe to your Patreon and, uh, you know, like, support support the Foilo uh, cosplayer, you know what I mean, the artist. If they want yeah. to. There's yeah. no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> but it's really cool. I've, I've actually, whenever it's been the happy hour, because I've, I've been able to jump on your streams uh, occasionally. And, uh, yeah, I've seen you in there, yeah. Yeah, so I've been able to like, kind of see what you're doing, and it's really neat because for those that haven't been on Twitch uh, you know, in the last year, it really has been like this awesome progressive movement with the <laughs> in real life, uh, you know, people just talking, you know, people just get on yeah. having like a – uh, some people doing co- podcasts on there. Some people just talking. Some people doing yeah. creative. People drawing or painting or whatever. Like it's you guys really neat. Swing over there. They have gaming talk shows and they also do the IRL segment. You guys could have your podcast up on Twitch, and you can have people live there watching the podcast. You can delete your video of the day right after, and save the recording and transfer that over to SoundCloud or oh, whatever it is that you guys do. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, we've we've kicked around that idea, and trust me, it's come up. I think the only reason we haven't jumped on it just yet is because we've been doing a lot of interviews with people, so it's hard mm-hmm. to do those. Like, if it's just me and Johnny talking, yeah. and our third member, Brandy, that's super easy, but when you've got, like, a video component added to it, I would think that'd be a lot harder. Plus, some of our interviews have been kind of... Um, embargoed if you know what i mean like we can't release them till a certain time even though we might oh, tape them two yeah. weeks earlier because like yeah like say prime example uh professional wrestlers we've been doing it with them a lot lately and it's like if they're talking about something that's happening in a match two weeks from now they don't want the internet to find out about it yet so it's like we've got to wait until the embargo's up to to drop oh, it. that makes sense so yeah, totally it, so sometimes for us it's been a security issue plus mm-hmm. i i love it the fact that like if we say something and it's off the cuff and maybe it's a little racier than we expected, then we can edit it out and yeah. it's like it never happened. So it yeah. gi- it gives us that kind of freedom to like, because I'm not gonna lie, like with my comedy, I like being very unfiltered. And then Johnny's Johnny's my filter basically. Like he'll <laughs> listen much. to it when he's editing and he's like, yeah, that one might have crossed the line a little bit. And I'm That's like, me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well then yank that some bitch out there. Like you know, <laughs> if I said something things. and it crossed the line, oh, take it out because. We've got way too many sponsors now to, like, dick around with that for a stupid joke. I've I've done that. I've done that on my stream. I've been like, oh, why did I say that? Oh, God. So I think part of it is (laughs) we're going to have to – this isn't a we issue. This is a deuce issue. Deuce is going to have to figure out how to censor himself enough. He's being a deuce bag. Yeah, he's being a deuce bag, (laughs) straight-up deuce bag. Uh, so, you know, we've got to figure out a way for me to, to like censor that too. So that, that's been the only reason we haven't been like jumping on that. But I want to say, number one, I am super proud of you because the last time we talked to you, you had just started doing like the Twitch streaming with like building outfits and Mm -hmm. stuff. And now to hear that you're official Twitch partner, that's awesome. So go girl. That's phenomenal. It's, It's been a lot of work. And it's been pretty crazy, and I I am very humbled by it. I, I feel like I didn't deserve to get partnered that fast, and it's a, it's been amazing. I've really really enjoyed Twitch. Yeah. I would love to dedicate more time to it, but since the convention season has been going so strong for me, I I can't do the even three days a week that I want to dedicate to it. And it's it's kind of lame, but it's it's kind of funny because when I first got partnered. I was thinking to myself, oh, okay, cool. You know what? This year, I'm going to stay home more. I'm just going to do photo shoots, and I'm going to do Twitch. And then uh, Fan Expo people were like, hey, I heard you wanted to have a free schedule. How would you like to do all these shows for us this year? And I'm like, oh, my God. 
So I'm like traveling like crazy. And I, I just got back from Spain. And then in January, I was in Mexico. That was wow. for the fan to see, Cruz, oh, okay. that I want to yeah. talk to you about because you went to yeah. the hospital and then you had to fly to Mexico. Wasn't oh that the deal? Oh, my God. It was crazy. This is the craziest <laughs> thing ever. So the boat was leaving, what, Thursday or Friday or something? I was in the hospital less than 15 hours before I had to get on the cruise to work the show. Yeah, and then, I, had, I had an IV bruise in my arm while I was posing. You know, that's sexy. You know, oh you know gosh. that, you know, that's kind of Polk oh, yeah. County hot right there. So <laughs> I was like, I, cause you know, you have to sign waivers when you get on a cruise saying that you were not in the hospital. And I, I had a doctor's note that cleared me. Um, but it was just really funny because I was trying to not make anybody on the ship freak out. So I'm like, I'm just going to tell him I do heroin or something because that I don't totally to goes over I- better than yeah. saying I was in the hospital <laughs> like, doing heroin. I didn't go to the doctor. I'm not contagious. I just do heroin. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to make you feel uncomfortable about getting <laughs> sick on the cruise. But I had a doctor's note. I was fine. It was a I had the stomach flu oh, and I was working out like crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, I was not able to keep any fluids or liquids or anything like anything down. It was just, I was just, yeah, it was bad for four to five days. And then uh, towards the end of it, um, I just refused to just drink any water because it. I drank so much water and kept uh, rejecting it that it made my stomach hurt and I just couldn't do it anymore. And then I went to the doctor, I went to like a walk-in clinic and they were like, no, 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 you need to go to an ER. And they wanted to put me in a wheelchair to go there. And I was like, I could walk. And then I, they were wondering why I wasn't passing out the whole time Uh um and so they they put me in the er they gave me fluids they gave me anti-nausea stuff i was able to eat some kind of food and then i got on the ship but what's funny is that have you guys you guys have been on a cruise i remember one of you guys was flying out yeah like i i just got back from actually i went to jamaica for a week i mean i've been on multiple cruises but i went to jamaica to sandals for like a week of debauchery i remember you were talking about how you didn't want to get on the flight to Jamaica, but you like the cr- the free cruise food is disgusting. For the most part, it's pretty gross. Um, and I was just like uh, already picky about food because I haven't eaten in a while, and I was just like, great, I got all this oily fried pizza stuff. I'm gonna eat this, and it made me feel even more sick. <laughs> well, and on top of that, you gotta you you're on a boat that's rocking. You know what I mean? It's, it's smooth as I try to make it. It you, there oh. is some motion there. I was on so many anti-nausea medications that I was perfectly fine. Oh, that's It was good. pretty cool. It actually worked out really well because all of my cosplay friends and stuff that were on the ship, uh, especially on the last day, because we had 14-foot swells. They actually had to close the pool party that they had. And Whoa. the boat was, like, moving like crazy. And I was, like, passing out my anti-nausea medication. Like, it was free candy. I was like, you need one? I have one. Well, next time you go on a cruise, talk to me because I got the inside scoop on how to get good food, and they'll even deliver it to your oh. room. Like sushi and prime rib and all that kind of shit. There's a cruise I'm going on called View Boat, and it's for Twitch streamers, and it's in December, and it's Royal Caribbean. So I believe that that might be the next cruise I should talk to you about. You should. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, because uh, what did we go? We, I think the last one we, I've done Royal Caribbean once, and we've done Carnival a couple times, but the 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 loophole is from allegedly word on the street. Let me say allegedly. Allegedly, So our our lawyers happy. If you tell them you have certain, like, food allergies and shit and tell them, like, you can't eat certain things, 
Like, I could only eat sushi. I'm allergic to everything else. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but pretty much that, then they will, the, the because you know how you have a steward for your room that'll bring you food like 24 hours a day. Oh my God. So then the steward <laughs> will only bring you that food. So you can say like, look, I need blah, 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 blah. And they'll bring it to you, to your room. So basically awesome. it's. Basically, what it is is, you know, when you go and you actually have the sit-down meals at night, the actually like good meals. It's not like the yeah, buffet, not the breakfast. Buffet yeah, thing. yeah, not the buffet stuff. Like the real food, like mm-hmm. they'll bring you that because they have all that shit sitting around. All they got to do basically is allegedly take it out and like reheat it for the most part, because most of it's yeah. already kind of like pre-cooked and you know in some sort of storage, and they pull it out and heat it up for the meals and bring it out. So to like get you like a prime rib or to get you some sushi isn't like crazy hard for them to do you just got to make it seem like it's really important and you kind of medically need it allegedly allegedly pro tip allegedly a pro tip allegedly (laughs) that uh uh, Kristen Huey and her husband Bruce uh they don't they don't eat dairy right and they had a staff member when we all were getting dinner every night being like we can't have cheese and they were like we're gonna make something special for you so every more every night they made them a special dessert but it was it was pretty impressive because I've never been on a cruise before, and they were so hospitable and just like really really nice. And uh, my problem was that since I was so sick, all, all I did was sleep on the on the cruise. I just I slept the whole time, and then I only came out to work. And then how you were saying that there's this one guy that will help you, and and he's supposed to be in charge of your room, make sure yeah, you have everything steward. okay. Yeah, the steward. He um, I felt bad for him. I got really angry at him. Um, because I, he kept coming into my room because he would knock once and then open the door and just come in. And I don't know why he was doing it. And there was a language barrier there. Yeah, that always just... happens on the boat. And I, and oh I, I don't want to sound like a horrible person, but, like, we have never – we have yet to go on a cruise where either our stewards or our servers of any kind in the boat's first language yeah. was English. That was their second, <laughs> sometimes their third so, like, it got to the point where at the bar with one of the girls, I would just point at shit. Like, that. <laughs> I want that. And she would pick up the Foster oil can and be like, this? And I'm like, yes. And she'd be like, okay. <laughs> because the language barrier, I'd be like, Foster's. And she's like, huh? And I'm like, beer. Big beer. And she's like, huh? And I'm like, oil can. And then I, like, pointed at it and she's like, Oh, you know, this right here. Yeah. So because yeah, that's was, another pro tip. Best beer for your buck is Foster's when you're on a boat every time. Mm-hmm. I was on a, the neighbors that we had on the cruise were really, really loud and obnoxious. So I had to close my window. And then my roommates that I brought with me, we were getting day drunk and coming in and being ridiculously annoying and not going to get into it at all. But it was the day of the inauguration. So everybody was just being annoying. And then um, I just wanted to sleep. And so I kicked everybody out of my room. I was like, everyone, get out. I'm sleeping. Get out. And so I closed the door. And there was a knock on the door. And it was the damn stewardess guy. And so uh, he knocks. And, I, and as he's knocking, I say, no, thank you. And he just opens the door anyway, comes in and goes, oh, ma'am, I need you to sign this paper. And I was like, go away. Because <laughs> he, he did it, like, the whole day. And I was, like, it, all the, um, the, the process of getting onto the ship was kind of stressful uh, for somebody who just got out of the ER. Uh, my body was basically eating itself for four days. So the the act of getting out of the parking garage, walking across like a couple streets while carrying a heavy suitcase and costume pieces, walking upstairs, walking up the boat, 
and going up all these floors because the elevators took so long and walking up and down the ship, I had a lot of lactic acid built up in my body. And so all of my joints hurt. Everything hurt. I was dying and I was sore. And I was just like angry at everything. And this this damn guy kept coming in and he was half Portuguese. So he's like, I can't understand him. I was like, get out. Like so loud at him. And the poor guy was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I gave him like 20 bucks when I to the end of the cruise. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm not mad at you. I'm just, <laughs> you keep coming in. Stop coming in. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you just because I had a weird story about it. Did you find anything weird in your room when you got there? Yeah, they fold up the towels like little animals. Oh, okay. That was not <laughs> the level of weird that we ran into. Wait, what? <laughs> so, okay, so it was me and my mom and my dad decided, because mom was like, for Thanksgiving, we're doing a cruise. Like, I don't want to do Thanksgiving, because we're all just over Thanksgiving. She's like, I want to do a cruise, so we went to the Keys, and we went to the Caribbean, and did all that. Well, we get in our room the first day, and I'm I'm rooming with my parents, just because it was cheaper, and I'm like, I don't need a room by myself. I'm, you know... I'm just coming to get drunk. I'm not coming to pick up anybody. So, like, we're going through the drawers and everything, and we open up one of the drawers, and it is filled with condoms. And I'm not talking, like, a condom. I'm talking, like, a bunch of condoms. Holy and I, crap. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I start sending pictures to my friends, and they're like, have ever, you ever gone into a, a, you know, a hotel room and found something like this? And then everybody was coming back like, well, maybe your dad got in there early and decided to stock the place. <laughs> and I was like, homie, those are the wrong size, player. Those are the wrong size is, for that issue. If that was the case, then if I left my room, my, my stewardess would have came in and put a bunch of Midol in mine or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was wild, like, the stuff, oh, like, no. we found in the room. But, I mean, No, we yeah. got, we, uh, they folded our towels up like a sloth, a monkey, a hedgehog. Like, they made different animals every day, and... And then if you left your sunglasses in your room, they would put the sunglasses, sunglasses on. on them. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fantasy was actually really fun. But I'm kind of sad that I didn't get to really enjoy myself to the fullest because I was sick. Yeah, so that kind of puts a damper on things, and it probably changes your perspective a little bit on the whole situation just because if you're sick, you're not feeling good, it doesn't matter how amazing it yeah. is. Because, like, literally, I was shitting a brick for you while I was reading your Facebook updates, because I'm like, oh, my God, like, this boat is leaving. And to be honest, I thought you had to fly to Mexico and then get on the boat in Mexico. I didn't know you were able to still get on the boat in Tampa. Yeah, no, they, they, uh, I, I had a doctor's clearance note, and I walked in there like a champ. <laughs> I, I kind of was like, when everybody was staring, like, in the, on the boat itself, I was, like, walking with my posture all correct, like, I'm not, nothing's wrong with me. I would go in the hotel room and like close the door and fall apart. Oh, uh, that then, sounds uh, like me at a con. Like you're oh trying God. to be all prim and proper and like keep all oh, your yeah. shit together, and then when you finally get to the room at the end of a con, you just like fall apart because uh, me and Johnny, we're really we can feel your pain right now because it's con season for us. And I just last week I got done with doing a four day convention. Then two that Tuesday, like I got back Sunday, went to work Monday. And worked all week, but then we taped on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then again Friday night. We taped so we three taped times three times last week. Last week. So we're both we're burning the, the candle at both ends. And like Gosh. this week, me and him have been like, "Fuck, dude, how are you doing?" Like we literally have the eight a.m. check in, like on Facebook, where yep. we instantly message each other, like, 
you all right today? What's going on? Because knock on wood, <laughs> we're taking some vacation here for the next couple weeks. You yeah, guys won't right. have to worry on the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. We got tons of episodes coming, so you're not going to miss any content. Good. But taping that's why wise, I'm like, that's why with your Facebook messages, I'm doing like 80 things at once. You're like, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> no, word. don't don't one feel word. bad because <laughs> I am the absolute worst when it comes to that because like 90% of my networking is on Facebook and Facebook Messenger. So I understand yeah. what you're going through where you're like, I'm doing nine things because literally I, like a couple times when I was messaging you, I was emailing back the head of PR for Ring of Honor. I was talking to you. I was scheduling another guest for something else and getting my hotel arrangement straightened out for a con I'm doing. So like... I'm trying to juggle four balls, and as a guy with Parkinson's, juggling is not easy. So, like, you know, I'm, like, just trying to keep the balls in the air, and I'm like, as long as they don't hit the ground, like, I'm happy. So, you know, I totally get that where you're like, no, it's good. See you on Wednesday. Like, you know, that that's all I, got, I need. I got Google Calendar, and it's been a lifesaver. Well, yeah. that's what you said. Like, I, I jumped on I, I jumped on your stream one time, and, and you're like, I haven't forgotten about you guys. I have my awesome Google Calendar. And it was it was really funny because you're like, yep, see, that's I got it It's better right than my ghetto calendar. Oh, <laughs> get Google Calendar. It'll save your life. Can, can I put it on my iPhone, the Google Calendar? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. I may do that because did I tell you about my ghetto calendar? No. Okay, I have a, a giant desk calendar, and it's like each day is a box. So I write down each day what's going on and all my stuff, and then I take yeah. pictures of it with my iPhone, and no. then I go in the photos, and then I look, and I use that as my calendar because I'm no, 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 such no, no. an old man calendar. that that's all I know how to do. I'm like, old man, do It'll deuce. vibrate. It'll vibrate to your phone and be like, hey, you got to do this. You don't have to take photos of anything. Ooh, what's cool is that, that, that might, all that the Twitch the uh, staff members, whenever they're – Whenever you're at like a a PAX or a, a gaming expo, and they have they have luncheons and private meetings and any type of get together, the second they send you an email, they are so familiar with the fact that streamers and content creators are just so overwhelmed, and all they want to do is make content. So Twitch has been actually really good about what I've noticed compared to a lot of other things in the community is that. They acknowledge the fact that you're there to create content and you don't want to be bothered with scheduling. Mm -hmm. So the minute they email, they're like, hey, can you go? And you're like, yes, I can. And they immediately send you a Google Calendar invite and it already goes to your Google Calendar and you don't have to worry about it. You're already penciled in. You're done. Well, speaking awesome. of penciling in, we need to pencil in a commercial break just because we got to get some of these bills paid. So we'll be right back with more of the Happy Hour with Johnny <laughs> and Deuce. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by... Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. GameCube, and many more. And what, what do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box, and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com, pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you.
we're back with a happy hour, Johnny Deuce. Yes. Well, I've got to ask you this, Danica, because this is my big question about MegaCon, which is coming up this Thursday. What's the thing you're most excited about for this weekend? Is there like a celebrity you really want to meet, or a, maybe a panel you're doing, or a cosplay contest you're 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 helping out with? I actually, I I'm very. This is not my first MegaCon. This is my first MegaCon as a guest. So I'm not really excited about any of the guest lists per se. I do think it's a little bit interesting that they do have Alice Cooper going. Yeah. I I haven't I, and Meatloaf. I'm like what? There's <laughs> what what? <laughs> but, well, Meatloaf makes sense because they're doing the Rocky Horror Picture Show reunion. So that one I got. Alice oh, yeah. Cooper. I haven't seen it. <laughs> you haven't you haven't seen Rocky Horror and, Picture and I Show? Theater too. How have I not seen it? Right. Yeah. Oh, you might want to you might want to pencil that in one night before you that's, go. Just pro that's tip. That's why I yeah. haven't seen it is because there's so many people do it talking about it that I haven't seen it because I'm like no, just like Breaking Bad. I haven't seen it because everyone. Now you're was not a Johnny, it. are you? You're not where like if everybody loves something, you automatically hate it and don't want to watch it. That's not the case. Okay. It's just everybody loves something. They hype it too much, and it'll never live up to the expectation, and they should just stop because they're actually killing their show and their fandom. So I think that you should lightly recommend things and not hype it hardcore. Okay. No, that that's borderline pulling a Johnny. Cause, yeah, uh, that's yeah. kind of what – I mean, he threw me in on the bus there, but that's kind of like – I like to. It's my new thing. Yeah, but that's kind of like what happens is like – you know, I I avoided Game of Thrones for like four seasons, and I'm like, yeah, oh Game of Thrones. Everyone's saying because whenever people use hype, like I understand hyperbole is huge. Like people, you know, overhype things, and and they'll be like, Game of Thrones is the best show ever made, and then they'll be like, next week, Breaking Bad's the best show ever made. And I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. are these the best shows ever made? I'm missing the best shows ever created right now. Really? I'm just you know? waiting for my moment when I think maybe a year from now I'm gonna watch Breaking Bad and be like, guys, this show Breaking Bad is so good because it's already been done with. Well, I mean, it's on Netflix and stuff. I mean, there's yeah, a way yeah, you can yeah, catch totally up on is. all that well, stuff. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, during the summer, I always pick one show, and I've been to watch it during the summer because all my shows are off. So last year, it was Breaking Bad, and me and my mom both watched it. Now, not together, separately, but we would, like, each week kind of get together and compare notes and talk about, like, the show. So it was kind of cool for me and my mom to have something to talk about. But I loved it. Like, I thought it was great. It's really, really good. Also, the Better Call Saul, which is spinoff, is just as good, which I didn't think was possible. Um, so, I mean, I love it, but I understand because, like, I've been trying to get Johnny on the Doctor Who bandwagon forever, and he was not yeah. about it. Like, and you're still kind of not about it. Well, there's like, a way. There's a way to get somebody into Doctor Who. There's no such thing as see. Like, the, you can't. You can't ever say that Doctor Who is bad because there will at least be one episode you'll like. Guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. At least one. I'm not saying entire seasons. I'm saying there's one episode you will love guaranteed because it's so different and varied and they have so much just – it's so – I don't know. It's it, it has – there's at least six episodes I can name off the top of my head that are really good from well, Doctor Who. Well, it's weird because, like, I, I – my wife and I watch a lot of shows together, but – her schedule, she gets home late a lot, so like a lot of times, I'll just just like, I'll decide, you know, like Daredevil and and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Like I had, I ended up having to marathon those myself, uh, just because. Did of, you get through all those? I got through all of them. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. Yeah. I didn't think you had gotten through Luke Cage yet. Yep. yep. That's Luke another story for another time. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Good yep. for you. Yep. Well, so I've been. I just on my phone. You know, I'll be like. I can just download on the app on my phone and watch it on my phone. Like, if I'm on lunch or something, I can just watch an episode, of, you know, if it's not an hour or whatever, and I'll catch up on a lot of shows. Like, I, that's how I, like, I caught up on 
what did I watch? I've been watching. Uh, I don't know. If, I've been watching uh, American Gods. Have you seen that yet? Oh man, that's my Sunday night jam, dude. It's amazing. Yeah. American Gods. I haven't seen it yet, but I like Neil Gaiman a lot. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Um, I mean, t- very talented. Uh, but the the show is fantastic. Deuce and I, uh, we we uh, I don't know if you've seen the show or not, but it was the rave on the internet. It still is. Uh, at Thirteen Reasons Why. Have you seen that? No, I've heard mixed things. I heard that it glamorizes the whole depression, self, like mutilating kind of thing. It kind of makes it more of like a fashion statement to say that it's cool to be that way but at the same time that might be the millennial generation that's overly sensitive to everything yeah, yeah. i'm gonna go with that because <laughs> like it wrecked my shop oh dude and i know you being a dad had to be like it really re- eye-opening to you because you got kids it well the thing is the, i actually think people are confusing drama uh, the glorification of or whatever i think people are some people are going into it not understanding what the show is actually trying to do the show is trying to you know make a conversation at home you know like it's because Deuce has always said, like, high school is a four-year regulated prison sentence. You know, like, you're going there, and it's, you know, you, ha- you have all this pressure on you, and you have, you know, all all the, your, your faculty and the peers, and you're trying to, you know, fit in and all this stuff, and it's very awkward. But when you were bullied as a kid, you know, during our generation, it was like, it, st- it kind of stopped unless they went to your house. But yeah. nowadays, it's like, the bullying it doesn't, doesn't stop, stop. Because you've got social media, and yeah. it's like... You don't, it, it yeah. Least, yeah, because when we were kids, at least at five o'clock when the bell rang and we went home, it was like, all right, I can go home, I can relax, I can watch Buffy decompress at shows our age. Yeah. And, uh, like, you know, I could, like, you know, watch my Star Trek, get in my nerd stuff, it's and kind of, like, yeah. wrap myself in my little nerd blanket yep. and be okay for a couple hours before I had to go through hell all over again. But now yeah. these kids can't do that because it's like text message yeah. tweeting at you, uh, sending you a Facebook message, commenting on your wall, uh, just sending you. Some, I mean, you're getting it all day long, and and that's it's almost th- it's almost though like because I do as a social media manager, and that's my job is to be connected to the internet and speaking firsthand. I'm always connected. I'm all my phone dies twice a day. I'm always using it. It's just. Preach, girl, preach, because I'm Uh, right there with you. As you know, but you know that you could argue against that and be like, you know what? Everything that you're saying about like commenting on all your social media, you have to find a way to disconnect yourself from social media and the internet to get away from that type of stuff. It's true, but not everybody has that uh, discipline. And I mean, I myself, like literally, right before I got on this podcast, went to my email. To check my booth number to let you know that yeah, I get I get emails from people bullying me all the time, and I get people bullying me all the time, and I've never been bullied in my entire life. So yeah, the internet allows people to express an opinion without any repercussions. So they're going to be horrible, <laughs> and it's 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 I'm I'm glad I have a thicker skin to laugh at it. But it's it's for the for the soft and sensitive types. It's pretty harsh. Well, we know? well we want to say you know it, you don't deserve that. By the way, I mean no one deserves yeah. that. I mean, I, and we now if I find out, I will allegedly come and punch you in your face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it, I deserve this. <laughs> it it's that's the thing when Deuce and I got done watching the show. I sent him a message immediately. I said, "Hey man, I'm glad you're in this world. I love you." 
Yeah. I knew when you finished yeah. because you got really lovey-dovey, and I was like, oh, shit. Aww. He just, like, me and Johnny had this Don't really. Don't make it weird. <laughs> yeah, like, well, sometimes our relationship does get a little weird, but it's because we love each other so much, which, here, I got to throw out a quick plug, and it's to Sons of Anarchy, which, that's the funniest thing in the world. A show about a motorcycle gang taught me that it's okay to tell another grown man that you love him and that they're your brother. Which is you know not I, the place I thought I would learn that lesson. Me because it's just like the metal community is like angry, angry, angry rage music. But then the whole community like loves kittens and saves animals. And they all are very, very sweet and kind because they get all their anger out well, externally like that. And then they're actually really like freaking zen people. Yeah. <laughs> And that show, like, really, because, like I said, basically it's, like, Sopranos on motorcycles. But, you know, that show taught me how to, like, tell another man, you know, I love them and to tell them that my, they're my brother. And I tell Johnny that all the time because yep. he is my brother. I mean, you know, it, it's one of those things from Supernatural. Bobby told uh, the boys, he's like, family don't. don't, don't blood. Yeah, and I agree with that 110% because Brandy's, like, my, my little sister, uh, Johnny's wife, our third member, and, like, I care about these people immensely, and I will scrap for them in a heartbeat because oh, yeah. I love them so much. But it's, you know, as soon as he started getting, like, really lovey-dovey was when I was like, all right, he just watched the end of that. Like, he I knew, knew right away. I did knew you right finish away. the show? I, I was like, you finished the show, didn't you? Like, either that or you're, like, super drunk at really Tuesday at, like, 8. You're just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well, the thing is, is, like, I feel like – we were going to do like a review of the show and it just never ended up happening. But like, I just want to take a, a minute and just be like, you know, it doesn't hurt to tell someone you care about them, that you're thinking about them. You know and what I mean? They're important. And they're they important, matter. you know, because like I, I feel like sometimes people you don't know how people are going in their day. I mean, that, that little that could put a little extra, you know, gas in their tank, a little extra step, you know, yeah. in their walk. And uh, and also in the social media world where everything's bite sized and disposable it is so much easier to take a giant shit on something. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay. so much easier to just be like, oh, yeah, that's no the worst. Yeah, to it talks no worse. convey, you yeah. know, anger across the internet, but it does take a little bit more effort to make somebody feel better about themselves. And that's why that's I think everybody shit on the show. It's just because it was easier to be like, well, they're glorifying, you know, killing yourself. And they're glorifying this and they're glorifying, you know, yeah. cut, cutters and stuff. And it's like, well, did you watch it? Well, no, I read an Internet article about it. Well, then you can yeah. go get fucked. Yeah. So my, well, my thing is, is like I I I do have chronic depression and I do have PTSD and I do have all those things. So when it comes to a show where everyone's like, watch this, it hurt my feelings a lot. I'm like, I work hard to be happy. Hey, trust there, sweetheart. I'm right there with you on both those counts. So, like, I understand because it was not, like, super happy fun time. Like, no, I marathoned I it in a weekend, and then after I marathoned it, I watched, like, two seasons of Archer, like, back-to-back because <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, uh, I need jokes, I need and I need, I, need, uh, I need whiskey, like, stat. I mean, I'll have my moments where, like, every other month it seems like I'll be, like, watching an anime with a friend or he's like, He'll be like, suggest an anime for me to watch. And I'll be like, watch this one. And it's the show called Monster. And it's uh, uh, it's an anime about like political uh, drama uh, in a hospital. Like basically this doctor has a chance to save this little boy. And the the head of the hospital is like, no, 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 save this. Save the mayor instead. And he's like, no, this boy's going to die. And I'm, I'm supposed to be operating on the boy. And you're like, nope, save the mayor. And he goes, nope, fuck you. I'm going to save the kid. This is a little bit of a spoiler, but the kid actually becomes a serial killer and the mayor dies. And, Whoa. And it's, 
And then like they they the hospital starts beating up on the employee and he doesn't ever get a, a raise or and he can't quit his job because they won't put a letter of recommendation in for him and his whole life falls apart. And I'm like, isn't this show great? And my friend's sitting there like, how dark is this? Like, you're a horrible oh person and for making like, me watch I'm this. Like, I'm like, what are you talking about? It's it's so good. And then um, then I'll, I'll be like in a happy, peppy mood or something working on costumes. And my roommate will come in and be like, what are you watching? I'm like, I'm watching a documentary about how they caught the Boston bomber. And then they're like, oh, um, okay, like as you normally do. And then he comes in a couple hours later and he's like, oh, what are you watching now? I'm like, I'm watching this documentary about the guy who fell off the tower in 9-11 and someone got a photograph of him upside down and tried to identify who the body was. And then he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, and he's like, what are you watching now? 16 Candles. <laughs> and then he's like, I don't understand. So like sometimes I go off and watch the most dark shit. And then I go back to trying to be happy again. And so I don't think I'm ready to watch 13 Reasons yet because I'm kind of on right now. I'm on the on the wave of let's feel good. Well, that and you're going into a convention. And I don't blame you on that. Oh, but it's yeah. funny that you mentioned that because the other weekend my mom watched uh, me together. We watched uh, Patriots Day, which was about the, the Boston bombing. But we also yeah. watched Deepwater Horizon, which was about the oil drill. And like yeah, yeah. both of those movies back to back both days was not a good like uh, prescription, I guess you'd say, because I was like, yeah, you this- feel so depressed, so depressed. And my mom's like, why is Mark Wahlberg around when all this bad shit happens? <laughs> like he started it. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, Ma. Like, I don't know. And then we watched Sully, I think, on Sunday. And Mom was like, I'm never going anywhere with Tom Hanks. And I was like, I agree, because anytime <laughs> Tom Hanks goes anywhere, it goes horribly awry. Yeah. So like well, yeah. it, that that was actually a funny not funny weekend with my mom because we watched all those movies and they were all so depressing. I was like, I did not think it was going to be this bad. But yeah, I, I don't think I'm ready for that. What were we, we were talking about Rocky Horror Picture Show. I yes. Yeah, getting back to it. Um, that was a way way off topic. We got we, that, got... <laughs> we tangent. We're a conversational yeah, podcast. It's all good. Um, yeah, I'm not. I understand because it's not my first MegaCon. I understand that I'm going to be at my booth for the most part. I'm not going to have enough time to go to a celebrity anything. And I usually don't do that really. But I plan on being at my booth. And I think the one thing that I'm actually looking the most forward to is I do have a panel at 4 p.m. on Saturday. Um, I don't know the ballroom name. I'm sure you could probably see it on the brochure if you're trying to find it. With Allison Tabitha and Madison Kate. And there's another cosplayer. Her name is Sony. Her last name starts with an A. I've never met her before. But I'm actually really looking forward to that because um, I, I do really like giving panels. And Megacon has such a huge attendance that I'm like, wow, there's going to be so many people at this thing. It's going to be insane. So I'm, I'm actually really excited for that. Um, and other than that, that's uh, I know that Norman Reedus and who's the other guy who plays Negan? I forget his name. All the Boondocks people canceled. And then yeah, Negan canceled. All canceled. Yeah. I have no idea why, but I do. That every show I ever do, Norman Reedus cancels. It's like I cannot be in the same show with him. But well, let me let me throw out the big allegedly on that, just so we don't get ourselves in trouble. But okay. the word on the street, allegedly, from what I heard, the reason was is they rushed all the Walking Dead people back to Atlanta like a month early because the writer strike was about to happen. They're like, dude, we got to start filming now because if the writer strike happens, we're like fucked so they all got to atlanta allegedly and then the writer strike didn't happen and they're like well since you guys are here we'll just go ahead and start filming so 
that that kind of killed it for them. And then the other guys uh, from uh, the Boondock Saints. Now, I don't know 100% was Sean Patrick Fan- Flan- Flannery. Thank you, sir. Yeah. And the guy who plays Rocco. I'm not 100% sure if they're going, not going. But if they're not going, it may be because they're working on all the new Boondock Saints stuff. Because Boondock Saints <laughs> 3 is right around the corner. Also, uh, Troy Duffy is doing a new show called Boondock Saints Origins. Uh, which is going to be like the origin story of the Saints, and it's going to be kind of like a retelling, which I'm on the fence about a little bit because it's going to change some things. But I also think it'll be cool to start from the beginning and like have a whole new generation learn about the Saints. So yeah. like, there's there's some pluses and some minuses. Like the pluses is we'll get more Boondock Saints, which I adore. Uh, which big shout out to our good friend Bailey Bay Cosplay because she's actually fixing my rosary. My Boondock Saints rosary. So oh, okay, cool. big shout out to you, Bailey Bay Cosplay, for all your help. I appreciate it. Um, but, like, I'm such a huge fan. Like, I've got the frame movie posters. I've got he the does. rosary. Like, so, like, for me, it's like, well, if I'm getting more Boondocks, and plus, I like TV shows better than movies because you get more character depth and you get more story. So I'm like, well, okay, we're not getting Norman Reedus, of course, and we're not getting Sean Patrick Flanner. Flannery. Thank you, sir. Because they're younger. But, like, some of the characters from the original movies are going to have parts in it and playing different characters, and I'm okay with that. Like, give me some winks, give me some nods, give me some Easter eggs, and I'm still pretty happy. Because at the end of the day, it's Boondocks, and I love Troy Duffy. Like, Troy Duffy is a genius. So, you know, I'm all about that. So, allegedly, like I said, huge salt shakers full of salt on that one, and allegedly for our legal department, that is why they're not going to be there. But I will give credit where credit is due. Once that happened, Megacon stepped up to the plate and went out and grabbed some other celebrities. Like, they got Daniel Panabaker from Flash, and they got Tom Cavanaugh from The Flash to come in, like, last minute. And they got a couple other celebrities last minute to come in and kind of, like, fill the gaps, if you will. So, like, I got to give it at Megacon because, you know, when you're a convention, you know, you allegedly sign these contracts with people – but there's that caveat that, like, hey, if we're filming, stuff can happen. Like, I remember, I think it was last year maybe, where uh, the people from Arrow couldn't show up because they had to do, like, reshoots on the season finale. I think so, yeah. And they were like, hey, guys, like, we want to be there, but, like, we have to film and we can't make it. So, like, because uh, our boy Stephen Amell. He did a video, didn't he? Did he did a video yeah. and he, and in his trailer, and he's like, look, guys, I want to talk to you, the fans, and I want to talk to you, the Megacon guests, because – I want to tell you straight from the horse's mouth what's going on. He's like, we got reshoots and we got stuff for the finale. And it's like, I've got to miss this. I'm really, really sorry. You know, um, but, you know, Megacon stepped up to the plate because things happen. It's almost like being a, to, to put it in our world a little bit, it's like being a wrestling promoter. When somebody gets hurt and you've got to change the script at the last minute yep. or somebody's like, oh, I've got another gig I've got to do and you got to change things. Like, well, yeah. they really kind of took the ball and well, ran with it. At the end of the day, you know, it, Megacon wants to represent – you know, their brand in the best way possible, and things happen. So it's yeah. been able to kind of, you know, uh, life throws you a curveball. you got to be able to. Yeah, you got to keep swinging. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, you've got to kind of adapt, and yep. I think they adapted really well. So, you know, uh, props to Megacon, and don't forget They're to They're one of the second largest conventions in the South, and, I mean, damn straight for them to be able to hold the fort down like that. You have to be prepared for something like that because that's 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 a normal thing to happen. Absolutely. Every time you do a celebrity session with autographs and stuff, they do have to have to 
at the bottom with the asterisk it says it is subject to cancellation. Yeah, it's you like, do have to be aware of that. Yeah. I don't like it when they don't refund people though. That's when it's messed up. When they when it says at the bottom that they're not entitled to a refund if they pay for the celebrity appearance and they cancel. That's when that's terrible. Well, they get a refund for the pictures. They don't get a refund for their day ticket. Yeah, like the photo. No, no, no. Yeah, that's no. They've done that. They've done that before, where they don't refund their pictures. Oh, oh really? I haven't heard that. Yeah, before. you said sometimes you have to pay in advance to do crowd control, and I've been to shows where they haven't refunded that. Oh. Well, okay. we'll say maybe that's not allegedly the case with uh, MegaCon. That's right. not but, with MegaCon. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. But with I, other I'm conventions, not... yeah, yeah, we're not saying that about MegaCon. We're saying that about other conventions. It's happened in general, in and it has it happened has before. Happened. We're not saying that that has happened with Megacom. We want to make that very clear. Um, yeah. But I, I, I do know with tickets to certain conventions, uh, they w won't refund your day ticket. Like, right. if you buy a ticket for the day and a celebrity cancels, they're like, sorry. It's kind of like if you buy a prime example, throw it in the wrestling world again, or even boxing or UFC, it says asterisk, card subject to change. Mm -hmm. So if you buy a ticket and now John Cena's not showing up that night, Guess what? You already bought your ticket, and they told you, you know, it could change. He might not be there, so they're not. At, they're not. They don't have to give you the money back. Right. So yeah. Um, you know, just throw that out there. But like I said, MegaCon really stepped up and did a great job. So we're really, really proud of that. Uh, oh yeah. I, I is this the first time you've worked a four day event in a row uh, as a cosplay guest? As a guest, yes. As uh, uh, I've I did MegaCon last year, but I just shared a booth with Cosplay in America, and uh, we were just in the regular artist alley. And but this is the first time I've ever been a guest at a four-day event. So is there any extra like planning that goes into something like this? When I was at MegaCon last year, not as a guest, just a regular artist, I sold out of almost all of my prints within the second day. Oh wow! And since this is a chance for me to have like a spotlight where there's literally a map that shows you where I'll be at. And it's just like emphasized so much. Um, before I sold out a lot of stuff and people couldn't really find my table that well. They were kind of lost. They were struggling to find me. And now since there's literally a sign that says, here's where Danica is, um, I definitely am trying to not sell out as hardcore on my inventory. So I have to try to uh, fix my inventory up. I also, since I am a guest and I do have panels to give, there's a lot of prep work in making sure that I maintain the fact that my voice should not be cracking. So I should actually uh, drink a lot of water, tea every night, have uh, they make these things called vocal zoids, which is just like menthol little uh, cough drops you put in your mouth um, to help with your throat and take those every, every day and try to take care of my voice the whole time. Cause I usually, lose my voice talking so much and doing so much <laughs> well, well we'll make sure we keep the next episode short <laughs> no no no, no. You're totally no. Fine. pro no, no, tip no, no. though well, she's got a week to recover she so does that's a good, she does the good she news does. but that's i i totally get oh, that yeah, that's at show which i mean like i'm I, my throat's a lot better now because i stream and i have to talk a lot but I, it's definitely definitely streaming and definitely conventions have made me a more introverted quieter person off offline and gotcha. off conventions i'm like really really quiet and timid and i don't want to talk and i don't want to do anything well don't <laughs> don't feel bad i just got off of a four-day convention where i was one of the celebrity guests and like i understand where you're going 
coming from just because you talk all day and then literally mm-hmm. at night when I would get in the hotel room, like I would just make sure I drank plenty of water and like lubricated my throat back up, which I do all day anyway. And then I would like sit there and watch Sports Center and not talk. Like literally people a couple yeah. of people, like family members, were like, Hey, can I call you? And I'm like, Can I text you? Because <laughs> I, I so really need to kind of conserve what little bit of this I got left. Yeah, and then what's rough is that at PAX and all these gaming events and all these other events that I've gone to is like you have you have the followers that come up to your table, which I hate saying that. I they're all friends. They're all they're all good people, but then you have like other cosplay friends that you don't get to see, you get to see annually. And so you're like, at night, you're all excited to finally hang out with your friends. And during the day, you have to work your table, which is awesome too. But then at night, it's like, all right, that's my time to hang out with my my booth neighbors. And your throats are all messed up, but you're like, I never get to see you, so we got to hang out. And then you're talking all the time, and you're not getting enough sleep because you're trying to get in uh, all this friendship time that you have had like a year to oh. do and it's just you have to you have to chalk up one year's worth of friendship into three days and it's really tough oh i know <laughs> trust me because the funny oh, thing God. is you gave the very pc answer about wearing a costume on sunday like i gotta catch a flight well 99 percent of the cosplayers we've talked we're to is like no we're hung over on sunday and we're just trying to wear something comfortable because like we're dealing with a hangover and being a guest and so kudos to you ma'am for, I mean, for there are there, there is like there is a little bit of a you know I, I I would feel bad if somebody was following my work for years they finally go to Megacon to meet me in person and they've liked my cosplay work they like certain characters I've done and there's nothing worse than them showing up to meet you and you're not even in costume yeah like we, we and I'm not gonna say the person's name but we had one and they showed up on Sunday and they were basically in those uh they're like footy pajamas, but they like zip up, and they're like, yeah. "What's that now?" It's a chigurumi. Yep. I have one. Yeah, it's so little animal one. Yeah, yeah, like I, and they're Pokemon characters and shit. But like, yeah. they all showed up on Sunday in those, and I'm like, "What the fuck, guys?" And they're like, "You were out with us last night. You were partying. You know what's up." And I'm like, but "Yeah, but my monkey ass showed up in my work uniform, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Like, you guys are in your fucking pajamas." And they're like, ah, it's yeah. Sunday. Don't worry about it, bro. And I'm like, oh, I'm I mean, worried about it. They're writing me a paycheck. To, like, I would, I would, like, I don't know. Because it, because I know someone's going to listen to this podcast and be like, Danica shit on Kigurumi's. And then I went and saw her on a Sunday and she was wearing one at a con. But there's, I would let people know, hey, I got to catch a flight soon. Right. I, I can't wear a costume. There's no way they screwed up on my scheduling. Yeah. But if you are a contractedly obligated guest, they're paying you an appearance fee. Yeah. They're paying you to give panels. They have an expectation out of you, and, and you it's not are to wear a costume guest. Yeah. And it's it's like set an example, you know? Yeah. Like right. there's people walking around conventions on Sundays dressed up in a costume. You're not, and you're a costume guest. Like right. what is that? What kind of message is that? At least pick something that's simple. Like this one guy came over to me at an event. Literally, the doors were closing. And the wig that I had, I had put it on weird, and it was way too far in front of my forehead, and I couldn't get it to match up with my wig cap, so it was just digging in my skull. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take this off while I take my booth apart. And um, I took my wig off. I was wearing Spider-Gwen, so Spider-Gwen has a hood. And um, I took the wig off, and the guy was like, oh, my God, I've been following your stuff for years. I wanted a photo with you. I was like, I just took my wig off! 
And so I put the hood over. I was like, just make sure you can't tell I don't have a wig on. And, um, yeah, there's just moments like that where I, I you know, you, you got to commit. And, you know, it's part, of, it's part of your job, even if you're technically off the clock at night, to know that I got to be up in the morning and I have to be in costume True. and I have to be ready. But there are circumstances where it, you know, you, you can't do it. Like, you have to catch a flight. Right. Yeah. Um, being hungover that's not a good enough excuse. No, frankly. that's not a legitimate excuse. <laughs> no it, way. It's kind of like me and Johnny say all the time. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. So Exactly. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> We're such geeks. I yeah, love you, brother. Are. I love you too, brother. Well, <laughs> and also, speaking of love, we love you, Dana Garrockwood. Yes. You got to see her this <laughs> Friday at Megacom. What's the booth, booth buddy? Booth 75C. You definitely want to yeah. check it out. Uh, how can they find you, Danica? Uh, by looking at the map at Megacon. <laughs> I think, well, I mean, mean, like on, on, the on, on the internet. Just type in Dana Garakwood on Google. You'll find something. Oh. Even if it's not me, I bet I had something to do with it. Okay. And, of <laughs> course, how you can find us is you can find us on the Twitter machine at HH Podcast Show. You can find us on uh, our email at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Don't forget to send us your emails for Ask the Buck, our good buddy, Buck, the Mega Buck, we're going to be with him at CEO this year, which is going to be awesome. Also, we're going back to the Retro Game Treasure Compound here soon, and we'd love to bring questions. So send them to hhpodcastshow at gmail.com and put in the subject line, Ask the Buck. Also, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show and soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. We're over 270 episodes strong now, so we've got tons of episodes you can listen to. Also, you can go back and listen to more amazing episodes that Danica Rockwood was on. Yep. So go back there, check them out. And of course, when you're on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags. Hashtag happy hour podcast, hashtag HH podcast show, and hashtag deuces Deuces on on the the loose. loose. Later. Go see Danica Rockwood, 75C, Megacon.